Together with my colleague Manish Tana, um, I will quickly discuss now AI and liability. Um, let's take um, a look now at the current product liability regime and um, its impact on AI and whether it at all has an impact on AI. Um, uh, and if we look at the uh, current uh, product liability regime, it is legally questionable whether AI systems, which usually are provided by means of software or software as a service, um, are indeed in scope of the product liability directive. Reason is that the current definition of product includes movables, meaning tangible things, but not intangible things, um, such as installed software, software as a service. And um, this was indeed one of the reasons, as David already at the very beginning highlighted, why the EU Commission felt that it had to modernize the product liability directive, in particular, the decades old definition of product. It therefore now clarifies in the draft um, of the product liability directive, which was published last September, that the definition of product shall also include software and AI systems. And as David already highlighted, the scope of the product liability directive, the current draft, is therefore much broader than before and has to be taken into account by anyone who is active in the AI sector. Another major um, AI-specific change um, is the reversal of the burden of proof in complex technical matters, because this is very specific to AI, uh, in particular, if we take into account the black box, which is often inherent to AI systems. While currently the claimant has uh, uh, to prove that the product is defective and that there is a causal link between its defectiveness and the damage, the latest draft of the product liability directive envisages that there is a rebuttable presumption of defectiveness of the product and a presumption that there is a causal link between defectiveness and damage. Again, the reason for this meaning the shift of burden of proof from the claimant to the provider of an AI system is that the EU Commission is of the opinion that due to the opacity or black box of an AI system and the lack of knowledge on the side of customer in relation to how such AI system work, it would be very hard for them to provide proof of defectiveness as well as the causality of such a system and uh, the damage. And last but not least, um, uh, the new uh, directive will introduce the concept that a manufacturer or service provider um, will also become liable for any changes made to a product that had already been placed on the market. This will not only have an impact on uh, producers or service providers that push out updates or upgrades to product, but will in particular also have an effect on self-learning AI systems that constantly develop itself. Under the current directive, um, the date of placing the product on the market is the relevant point of time for assessing liability and such the cutoff date. So also this new directive will um, increase uh, um, the liability risk on the side of manufacturers and service providers. I'm handing now over uh, to uh, Minish, who will quickly discuss um, the AI Liability Directive. Thanks, Christopher. Hi, everyone. 
Um, I'm a litigator, so I'm used to giving people bad news. I make no exception today. The bad news is that there's going to be another directive alongside the revised product liability directive. This one's called the AI liability directive. Um, as you can guess, it relates specifically to AI. Let me just start by summarizing three key points about this directive. It relates to AI and it piggybacks off the EU AI Act, which I'm sure you, you're all familiar with. I'll come back to that in a moment. The second point is that it's a fault-based liability regime, which is hopefully slightly more welcome news to attendees rather than a strict liability regime. The third point, which is wider, is that it extends to any harm caused by AI. It's not limited to physical harm or data loss, and that could be potentially significant because that means it could catch intangible forms of harm caused by AI, and we're talking there about things like discrimination or, or other forms of intangible harm like that. How you quantify losses with respect to those harms, I think, is still an important question to be addressed. Let me just focus on a few key points about this liability directive. The first is that, as I said, it piggybacks off the EU AI Act. Uh, and as, as I'm sure most of you are aware, the EU AI Act adopts a risk-based approach to AI. There are prohibited AI uses, there are high-risk AI systems, and there are then lower-risk AI systems that are subject to fewer obligations. This directive focuses on that category of high-risk AI systems, which is the real focus of the EU AI Act. In terms of a bit more detail on what it does, um, as with the Product Liability Directive, it lays down a couple of rebuttable presumptions, including a rebuttable presumption of breach of duty, where the defendant fails to disclose information on the high-risk AI system. There is also, similarly, a rebuttable presumption of causation, where a breach of duty has been established, where it's likely that the fault influenced the act or omission giving rise to the harm, and that harm indeed arose from that act or omission. So essentially, its purpose is to facilitate uh, and make available claims um, where AI has caused harm, any form of harm, but where there has been some fault uh, on the part of the defendant using or providing the AI system. The key point that I think you should take away from, from this in terms of how it's intended to operate is that effectively the better the, the compliance with the high-risk AI system provisions under the AI Act, the less likely it is that you'll be found to have breached a duty under the AI Liability Directive. So if you imagine the AI Act, the purpose of that is to encourage good governance and compliance when it comes to developing and using AI systems. This directive is supposed to give redress when things go wrong. But the better you do that first bit, the better position you're going to be in terms of uh, dealing with claims if and when AI goes wrong. The other point, which I think is fairly important to note, is that class actions are expressly contemplated in the AI Liability Directive, and I suspect we're going to see uh, a number of those actions in the years ahead. Um, so watch this space. We're talking a lot about this and the EU AI Act. We're doing a lot of work around that. Um, I'm conscious of time, so I'll stop there, um, but feel free to, to reach out if it'd be helpful to discuss any of these points.